Welcome to the Magic Hour with Paulie Malinaji. Proudly representing his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. Paulie Malinaji is a two-time world champ and Showtime boxing analyst. Joined by his sidekick, the world-famous Peter Cards, they break down boxing better than anyone on the planet. This is the Magic Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, Paulie Malinaji, the Magic Hour. We're here at the Deontay Wilder weigh-in against Bermain Stimmern. Nice card here from Showtime. We're live to you from Barclays Center, although you're probably not going to hear the show live. Uh, we got Porter vs. Granados. And we got Lipinets against uh, Kondo. Akihiro I, I I Kondo. So it's uh, uh, a, a TV triple header. A TV triple header. And uh, uh, we're, uh, we're going to be discussing a little bit. I got to get a couple bites of food, though, bro. Yeah. You know, I haven't eaten all day. You gotta eat, eat Neither have You just Piece woke up, shit. bro. <laughs> <laughs> you're so I just came from like work. Four, I've been awake like four hours. I just came from work. Yeah, I know. Uh, work. Hey, I hope Working Wilder, your sleep. I hope Deontay makes way today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you think they're struggling? <laughs> apparently. Uh-oh. Apparently, the last time, um, for the last fight, Bermain had a couple of uh, had some issues uh, with the blood situation. Oh, dehydration. Dehydration or something. So, Deontay, Deontay, made, this, made week, Deontay yeah. this week brought him a... a, a he brought him a Pedialyte at the, at the press conference, <laughs> and he told him this guy was the only heavyweight that ever had a dehydrate. He didn't know that, so you know he wanted to make sure. So okay, well, a little, a little, a little fireworks between the two at the at the press conference. At the Allo, you always like that; it's entertaining. Berman seemed very, I, uh, very I, aggressive too. When he, I heard his his chance to speak, well, Berman is very monotonous uh, all the time, monotone when he when he speaks. But uh, but he's, he seemed very confident. Both guys seemed very confident at the at the fighter meeting when I was with them this morning. So. Uh, you know, I, I really look forward to the fight because if Berman, you know, if Berman if has anything that mentally or physically makes him feel better than the first time, I think it could be interesting. I think it maybe it comes for a good fight. He's already a durable guy, so if you get a durable guy who comes with a, a, a give some Deontay something to think about, you know, be a make for a, a, a better fight. Deontay says he feels even better than he did two years ago, so he feels even sharper. He feels he's improved. So uh, there's a lot to talk about. You know, Paul, a, me, a lot to keep in mind. Let me ask you a question as a, as a former champion. You said uh, Stavern feels confident going to this fight. Have you ever gone into a fight lacking confidence? I feel like that's a very important thing to have going into a fight. No, no. Obviously, you go into a fight with confidence, but I think if there's something extra you can take, you always take it with you. And if Berman does, says he wasn't feeling good the first time, he had a medical issues the first time, and, this, and for this time around, he doesn't have these medical issues, I think that uh, you know he's right. he's right in that. It makes them feel more confident. Maybe it's just mental. Maybe it's not any more than that. Maybe it is physical and mental. You know, we'll find out. We're going to find out tomorrow. You know, the good thing about that is we're going to get to see the fight. But I think at the end of the day, I think at the end of the day, it's always uh, 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 a fighter will always take something he can take with him to the um, into the ring and, and, and give him more confidence. All right, we some uh, security issues here with the boys. What happened? What are we going to No, we're going we're to throw hands. What, what happened? <laughs> I think uh, a lot of people overall, a lot of people uh, tend to assume that because you know the outcome of the first one that you think that it's just going to be the same old story. But I don't know. I mean, this is a two-quality guy. I mean, for me, Stavern, he makes a couple of Stavern, adjustments here and there. Stavern is a, a durable guy as it is. So if you're durable, you're in the ring for 36 minutes uh, if you're going to distance. The, the more you're in there, the longer you have to, to make yourself dangerous. Just yeah. being in the ring, especially as a heavyweight, when any shot can put anybody out, I think that you you render yourself dangerous just lasting in there. So, so I think it'll be interesting. It'll be it'll be uh, right. I think something I, to see. I what about what about all little off topic? 
how many people have you seen trying to like come up to us to talk to us as yeah. if we're not on the air? And then they and then they see us right and then they see us and then they see us like talking into the mic and they're like, oh, 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 sorry, know, I didn't see no. that gigantic setup and you with headphones <laughs> no. and a microphone like, in front as of you. As soon as before I step, I as, soon as, I step over. as soon as I take a, a, a to put, take my head off the microphone for a second to take a bite of my food, they think like I'm not on the air. They're gonna come <laughs> and then I go back and I start talking and you see them like holding in their tracks. <laughs> like, let a, let a guy eat. Joe, let's talk about why we had any fights. So we talked about the Joshua fight last week, you know? Talk about the Joshua. We went to Wales last week. We talked about, uh, we, we had Joshua versus Takam. Uh, so what did you guys think? What did you, what did you guys think of the fight? What did you guys make of that fight first, Joshua versus Takam? I mean, 12 days notice to sit there and, and give give Joshua, I mean, not, you can't say you had him in trouble or anything, but uh, to give him, you know, a tough goal like that, had a lot of respect for Takam. I mean, yeah. I know he's been on this, uh, not that level, but, has fought on on some somewhat of a huge level before. I, you know, twelve days notice is is, de- is definitely tough. I, I can't imagine putting myself in that situation and saying, well, "Man, well, here's- you get a call." It's like hitting the lotto, but at the same time, it's like half, half the receipt is ripped. You know what I mean when you try yeah, to yeah. But here's the, the thing, money, Pete. You know? Here's the thing, Pete. We were talking about this with Seth the other time. You know, Eddie Hearn is a smart smart promoter. Of course, he had when he signed the Pulev fight. He knows he's going to sell out a stadium. So he's like, I need a backup plan in case something falls through here. So he, they actually paid Takam and his team to train for Joshua to step in. Like, they paid him a small fee just to be in training camp. Just a small fee just to train for the fight. And then, obviously, if Pulev ends up falling through or something happens with Pulev, you're going to step in and take over as the main opponent. And, obviously, you'll receive a lot more money, you know, than, than just the, the sum of money we agreed on to just train for the fight. So... The reality of it is, Takam came in on 12 days notice, but he was always training for Joshua. You know, I granted mentally, are you not as into it as as you're gonna be? Yeah, yeah possibly. You possibly you're not gonna be into it as much as you're gonna be until until you actually get the call for the fight. But nonetheless, I think uh, I think at the at the end of the day, I think it was uh, 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 important that Hearn made that move and uh, Takam and Joshua. Uh, you know, they put on the performance they did. They fought the way they did. I, I think I think it was an, a, bit of, a bit of an early stoppage, and uh, uh, not. But I don't think you should take away from uh, Anthony Joshua anything that Anthony Joshua did. Despite that, you know, I think I think J- Takam though had earned the right to end the fight. You know, he was doing a good job of of, of staying in tight, not getting hit clean too much, uh, kind of going with the shots, riding with the shots. Because let's face it, if you don't ride with the Joshua shots, they're, they're gonna knock you out. So <laughs> you know, you know I, I, he was doing a good job of riding with them, making himself dangerous here and there, landing some shots. But he just being pesky, you know. I think he busted J- Anthony's nose with a with a, a with headbutt. A, uh, headbutt, you know. Whatever it takes. So just yeah, well, just you know, it's a veteran Part of guy. The game. I don't think he was. Uh, I don't as Steve Smoker told us in the Miguel Cotto corner, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's part of the game. <laughs> but no, but the reality is, you know, he, he made himself useful. He, he made himself durable. Uh, I don't think the fight was ever in jeopardy for Anthony Joshua, but I do think uh, Takam should have gone the 12 rounds. And it's two fights in a row now where we finally get to see Joshua go in some rounds and you actually get to see on what he has to work on. Because prior to the Klitschko fight, you know, they were used too many, the knockouts were too fast. You didn't get to really see what the guy needs to work on. I think the Klitschko fight and the Takam fight give us some perspective of the things Joshua needs to improve on. I think Joshua's always a working guy, so he always will improve and he'll always get better. But I think it will give us a perspective, and I think it will give him a chance to uh, work out and uh, and, and get uh, and, 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 and make the improvements he needs and make the adjustments Let me he tell needs. you where I messed up. I was sitting there watching the fight. I said, oh, Takam to calm got cut. I'm like, I'm like, yo, you know, this guy's looking at the ref. He's looking at the ref like, yo, is it bad? I'm like, this guy's ready to quit. I'm like, what the hell's going on? This guy looking at the ref for help. And I, <laughs> I think, boy, I was think, I wrong. <laughs> what is it? I think, in, I think in the moment he probably was like, ah, f- 
forget this, man. And I, I'm already, I already got my check. I came in last minute notice. Whatever, you know, uh, I'm not gonna wait. He didn't anyway. show that I right. Think, after I think that. at the moment, in right. the moment, he's like, Nah, I'm cut. Screw <laughs> this. I'm just gonna get my check. But then, as he got, as the fight went on, and as the fight went on, he landed a few shots. And he, and he, as the fight went on, he landed a few shots and started doing some things. And then he was like, you know what? I'm going to hang out for a while. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm doing all right. You know, sometimes you convince yourself during a fight that, you know, you can do better than you're doing. That's why as the opponent, as the, as the guy who's superior, as the fighter who's ahead, you're always supposed to uh, make sure you instill that superiority. Because you don't ever want an opponent you're dominating to suddenly get confident and, and stay in the fight. And that's, I think, what happened with Takam last week. I think he was ready maybe to, to call it a night. But then he was he found some things that he was doing that was able to make him... Were he able adapted. To make him, yeah, they were adapted, but he adapted whatever he did, but he was he found some things that he were able to make him a little bit successful. You and then he decided, the you know air. what, I'm going to hang out here right. and I'm going to keep doing this. You mentioned something on the air that when Joshua was, was catching was catching his, his shot and mm -hmm. coming back with the hook, mm -hmm. and you said, well, if if Dakam comes back with his right hand, yeah. he keeps Joshua's left, left hook at home. home. Yep, yep. And and I noticed that right away once you said it, obviously. But uh, it started to give him a little more life. It made yeah. Joshua some, something yeah, made, else that he had to think about. It put Joshua a little bit on the back for that time. Yeah, it made him know? think about stuff. Yeah, you know, on, so on it's nice to be able to, to to make the fighter think. And 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 you know, if it's too easy, he's just gonna walk you down. He's a big, huge guy who throw keeps his punches short. He's gonna eventually knock you out. I don't care who you are. And if I, you give him something to respect or something to think about. You know, you buy yourself some time, and, and again, you see what's out there. You never know. Maybe you catch him with something. All right. And well, you know what? I, I think I think uh, the, that's something we can look for in the Deontay Wilder fight this weekend. He can get into the get. We can get into the discussion of how, if how Wilder looks and how he'd match up with Joshua. That's just pretty much the same discussion we always have lately. Every time Joshua and Deontay fight, because I think they're eventually going to fight each other. You know, uh, why don't you introduce to our next guest, Pete? It's your show. The, the, the Serrano sisters are here. Well, one of them is here. Cindy. Cindy's Cindy here. Cindy Serrano is here. Uh, the world champion on multiple levels, Cindy Serrano. Uh, her, her sister Amanda, I don't know if she's here somewhere. But she's she's trying to make weight. The Serrano <laughs> sisters are, we'll get her are, 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 are no. Oh, oh, Amanda's on this card. Amanda's okay. on this card. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so the Serrano sisters, uh, for those of you that don't know, are, are among pound for pound the best fighters we provide to you out of the New York area. Don't get it twisted just because they're females. They they fight better than a lot of the guys. Um, well, you're just saying that because Cindy's here and Cindy no, fights like you. Ass, no, no, she fights like you. <laughs> <laughs> she pops jabs and everybody's That was face. my highlight of my career. <laughs> my last fight, I swear to God, they were like, oh, my God, that's the female poly. I, I was like, I went to the corner. I told Jordan, did you hear what they said? They called me the female. He was like... I'm like, oh my god, I'm so excited. So excited. I, I, I look up to you. I mean, I think we have the same style, the yeah, same yeah, style of clothing and stuff. So to me, that was like, I'm done. I can retire right now. I'm the no, 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 not quite yet. We still want to enjoy you here in the building. But that was, such, that was my accomplishment. Well done. I was like, all right, I did it. Well, Cindy fought uh, a couple weeks ago on the uh, Barclays card on October 14th. It was the, the Lara Gachet card, uh, the right. Jimmy Midway card. We, that's, uh, that's the fight she's talking about now. And her sister's going to fight tomorrow on the Barclays card here in the, uh, where Deontay's going to have main event against uh, Stavern. So before we get into your own career, what do you think about uh, the, the Deontay and, and Joshua? You know, since we're on, since we're on the subject, you know, what, what do you, what's your, what's your uh, take I want to say it. predictions, but what's your take on it? You know, what, what, what do you think of these two guys and, and how the, a matchup between them would, would, would fare and whatnot? Well, I saw the last fight, so um, I'm, I, I'm assuming it's going to be an exciting fight. I mean, Deontay Wilder's probably not one of my exciting fighters. I mean, 
Um, I, like I said, I like boxing styles and stuff. His thing is just his power. But it just should be an interesting night. Um, Stavern probably wants to prove that he can he can beat him this time around and stuff like that. And then now Deontay wants like a knockout, so it should be interesting. What you think if Deontay and Joshua get in and get it on? Would you? Who would you favor in, the, in that fight at this moment, you know, uh, or stylistically? Is there, is there anybody you favor in this moment, or you haven't really gotten to think about it? No, I really haven't gotten to think about it, but I would, you know, go with Wilder, I guess, you know. It's undefeated. A lot of people in England are going to go with Joshua, you know. Like, well, last week when I was talking about Wilder, it was like blasphemy if you don't pick <laughs> Joshua. So over here, you know, I, I guess it all depends on what part of the world you're on. Oh, yeah, I, I, I honestly mean, think they're always both quality loyalty. guys. There's always yeah, loyalty. Of course, there. of course. But I think they're both quality guys. I think there's things that it, within their styles they can do to each other that, mm -hmm. that both guys can be uh, foils for each other. So I, I think there's either guy I mean, can win that it's fight. It's a matter of like who lands that big, that big punch. Yeah, first. but it's also it's about it's a matter of who lands that. But it's it's about setting it up correctly too. Sure. Because if you don't set it up correctly, you're gonna take the big shot instead. You know, like both guys have knockout power that put you to sleep. High speed chest. But they also both get hit. That's what I that's what I mean. They do, but they both get hit because they go. For it, not because they're reckless either. You but, know, uh, Deontay's are reckless sometimes. Right? But, you know. Are they gonna be reckless against each other? That's yeah, the point. Yeah. Well, that's those jabs come in play, right? We'll like Josh would say, it's just a matter of when the clash of the titans happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 it's just a clash, mate. Hey, can I, I want to send you a question. Okay. You know, and this is I'm just a stupid fan. So, have you ever had to, like beat the shit out of a guy outside of boxing? No. Never. No. No. What do you think he's gonna tell us on the mic? Why not? She what doesn't have to. You see, her yes, husband. my husband's big enough. My husband's six five, like two hundred and sixty pounds. <laughs> Maybe he she doesn't around. have to lift a finger. Maybe he me. wasn't around that time. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll call him. But he's <laughs> <not>. <laughs> real quick, real yeah. quick. It's like it's like a built-in bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> Husband, bodyguard, trainer, everything. manager. He even gets in with girls sometimes. <laughs> oh, I got this. I'm like, okay. yeah, I seen it. I remember. I, I remember. <laughs> it was a Heather Hardy for the. Some lady was just talking stupid. She was like, if you weren't cheering for the other girl, you were wrong. Just like, her husband was like, well, I know her. You know her. You cheer for your person. I cheer for mine. Shut the fuck up. Asshole. That's a beautiful but, uh, thing. Yeah, that's the whole point, you See, know, of the crowd. The <laughs> Why do you think they serve beer at fights? That's the whole point. <laughs> of course they do, yeah. Sure. That's the reason they start being fights. Well, well, what do you what do you have going on as of right now? I know obviously you're thinking about your sister tomorrow, but uh, you have something set up for yourself well, already. Well, like I said, we just fought, so hopefully, um, in the new year, got a um, title fight. So hopefully, January, February, we'll be back. Okay. And back, back to Barclays Center. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Travel or, okay. Um, yeah, usually travel out of Puerto Rico, but you know that's not. You know, in the works now, but definitely back out here. I you guys train here. here? You guys train in Puerto Rico? No, no, we train out here. Okay. We're like little hood rats. We go every gym. That's the old school way, though. You know, you go yeah, where you got to go to get some we work. We like to go to the underground ones, you know, the yeah. quiet ones Absolutely. and stuff. So, but okay. yeah, you hopefully this year, Jordan, because Amanda wants to shift over to the MMA. So we're trying to see if we can really? open up something. I've noticed that on social so, media. Amanda's yeah. been training a lot and mm -hmm. posting a lot of pictures and mm -hmm. videos of uh, oh, wow. grappling know. and throwing yeah. some kicks How's that going for her? So she's, you know, she's doing very well. Amanda's, you know, one of a kind, you know, she's definitely out of this world. So she I think hopefully, it. yeah, she does. They asked me to do it. I'm like, I tried it one time. Like, nope, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> Armor, ouch, no thanks. You have to have a, yeah, well, you have to have a passion for it too, you know? I said, listen, I'll fight, but I won't train for it. Yeah, yeah, you have to have a passion to want to it's true. learn the you new know, skills, you know? And if you don't have a passion a behind art. it, you're just going to be training. You're not going to really Absolutely. be learning. Absolutely. Like the the only passion is what makes you learn. Exactly. The only reason that would persuade me to go that way is the money, but at the end of the day, it's not, you know, it's not worth it. Well, money, when you get your passionate about it, 
anything, right? Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but I tried it, and I was like, ooh, I better be a couple lot of zeros back there. But no, no, I'll stick with boxing where I'm comfortable. Well, these yeah. fighters start at such a young age now. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. My what? friend's daughter's 16. She's putting people. She's winning all these MMA tournaments. And she oh, looks yeah. like Ronda no, Rousey. I was, I, was, I, was I was in Vegas and I, I, I was hanging out with uh, Frank Mir, with uh, Angelo Reyes, uh, the, his strength, his striking coach, and uh, Frank Mir and Anna Hulton over Shout there in Vegas. And uh, and uh, you know, with Frank, uh, his daughter's like 14, bro. She was putting everybody in like on bus, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yo, she's 14 years old. I, I was like, yo. I'm not getting on your back. <laughs> <laughs> and she's bigger than me, too. She's taller and everything. Yo. Oh, her, her father's a heavyweight. Yeah, <laughs> bro. I was like. And a great jiu-jitsu Yo, guy. man, you catch her in the wrong day. You're going to put an arm bar in a second. You don't even know what hit you. You're waking up. You're waking up out. Yeah. You know, like in, in, in high school, the kids, uh, the boys that like you make fun of you yeah. instead of <laughs> instead of telling you they oh, like man, you. Oh, man, you put the your ass kicked. <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah, I, I really some, liked you. Boy. I did some pummeling drills with her, and that's probably the easiest thing. Uh-huh. I swear to God, one minute, I was bleeding all over my hands. I'm really? Like, my, she's like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't know. What the hell happened? <laughs> like bleeding, bleeding all over, and I was just pummeling. I, I can't do it. Uh, did I she like it though? She likes it. She, no, she she's loves into it. it. Yeah. She loves it. And plus, it's something, she like kicking? It's something new. Yeah. You know, when so, you know, yeah. we've been doing boxing for so long. I've yeah. been doing it right. for 15 years. You're not gonna she's go going to go change. On. So it's just like a new atmosphere, something new. So she's like yeah, intrigued excited. with it. Yeah. Exactly. And she, she's and she excited. She's like kicking elbow so. and stuff. She, she does. Stuff. She yeah. does. And she's yeah. like a beast. That right. girl will She's not going to be doing any of that tomorrow. No, 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 no. A little bit, a little bit. Slip one in here now. We don't want to see a DQ, you know? But, but, all right, cool, good stuff, man. Thank you. Yeah, we're gonna try to try to get Amanda on uh, after the weigh-in. Yeah, she's yeah, got, absolutely. She's got obligations right now. Yeah, she's back um, there spitting away. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we're all used to. <laughs> she's chewing gum and spitting it out. But, but no, yeah, that's, definitely. Thanks. That should be a great card. Oh, you know, we're, we're always it family. Should, yes. We watched you over the years, and um, it's, I, I feel like you guys adopted this as as your home. Oh, you know, yeah. And I think, uh, especially for women's boxing, in my opinion, they, they should put more of it on. They should put more, more of it on TV. And uh, Barclays is the perfect venue. It's getting there. Yeah, Showtime no, it's getting is the there. perfect I, channel. I, I, I must admit, um, the is doing, yeah, yeah. He's doing his job. He's trying, you know. Yeah, and so. show, I think Showtime wants to do it as well. You know, now we have, they have Clarissa Shields. And I think it's something there to build off of. Yes. You, know, you make her a main event and then just stack the card with Hello. all women. You know, make My it a women's Adam. night of, of fights. You know, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm in it. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Cindy, thanks a lot. Thank you, uh, thank we you. appreciate you thank having me. on the Magic Hour, Cindy. Catch you after. Yeah, about to, yeah, it's about to get started right now. For anybody that doesn't know the story of Dewey Bazella, Dewey Bazella was an amateur fighter um, from upstate New York and uh, was arrested for something he didn't do and spent 26 years of his life, unfortunately, in prison. 26 years. 26 and a half years, yeah. Falsely Um, accused. Falsely accused, and now this is his uh, vindication, I guess. Wow. Wow. Good for Dewey. Dewey's a man. Nice. Wow. Look at that. The WBC belt, Dewey. 26 years. 26 years of his life in prison for something he didn't do. And the sickest part is, and the sickest part is, after 20 years, they said, just admit to it and you're out on time served. He said, how could I admit to something I didn't do? So you asked me to lie and you let me go. (laughs) Right. I kind of might have done it. (laughs) No, no, they wanted him to admit to it and the parole board would have let him go. He was up for parole. He was up for parole and they said time served, you will be gone. And he was like, but I would never do that. So the parole board kept him in. I might have said whatever they wanted. Yeah. 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 
lot of people would. That's why you got to respect that character. You don't get it. You don't get to see stuff like that often. Someone like Dewey gets a, a real, legit WBC well, belt. Know what it is, man, he never got a chance to try to fight for it. His, of course, pursue his uh, his dreams. I and mean, you don't know if you've been champion, not been a champion. That's irrelevant to the point where he got his dream of pursuing his career taken away by being convicted of a crime he didn't commit. And, and, and he had to give up not only his boxing career, but everything in between it, his life. And I, I mean, know someone, and you know someone, you know someone as well as I do, that, that would have given him a very good chance is uh, Lou Delval. Yeah. Lou yeah. Delval fought him in, in, um, in Sing Sing in, in the prison. They set up a fight. And uh, because um, Sing Sing, if you didn't know, Seth had this boxing program where uh, the inmates are able to if they on you know a certain type of behavior, they haven't gotten into any trouble. They're allowed to train. They're allowed to compete against each other. Um, he became just stellar at it, wow. obviously, because he was an amateur fighter. And they ended up setting up a fight with, at that time, was the Golden Gloves champion uh, Lou Delval, who is a former champion of the world, a light heavyweight, and uh, is famous for putting Roy Jones on his butt. Yep. Um, but they had that fight, and, and uh, Delval will tell you that he was he was tough as nails. And uh, I think uh, Dewey ended up getting cut in the fight, and it, it got stopped like that. But uh, Delval was like, man, that guy is tough, and he can fight. So, uh, yeah, you never know what could have happened, what would have happened, but it's nice to see him get some uh, vindication, especially a WBC belt. Yeah, well, you know, and like Paulie said, the, the, the respect and the, the courage to, to stand up and say, you know, I, I'm not leaving. I, I'm not admitting to something I didn't do. That's, that's pretty amazing. You know, yeah. I, I'm not, like I said, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> if yes, I did, please, I did it. If Look I out. did 20 years, I would have been like, yeah, whatever else yeah. you want me to say, too. I did it all. I did it all. We have to get, we have to get the honorary guest on the show today. I've been in boxing a long time, and I've never seen something that just happened like this. And I'm, I'm really, really excited. We got Dewey Bozella live with Thank us right you. here, man. Dewey's a guy we were just talking about. We were just, talking I was about just trying to break down a little bit of the story, Dewey. But yeah. you know, a couple of minutes isn't enough. Um, but we're just, we're just happy for you to, to get some sort of indication. You deserve it. Everything you've gotten, you deserve. So how, did, how did this come about? You uh, you you met Mauricio. Uh, uh, how did this how did this recently come about that he gave well, you the WBC belt? Anthony, me and me, me and Anthony, we were uh, you know just saying hello, talking to each other. You know, my First manager, all, my manager, Anthony. your manager, <laughs> yes. And um, so then he came over, and and when he came over, he asked about me. There and when is. he asked about me, what's up, man? <laughs> and when he asked about me, that's when um, everything got started. Okay. Awesome. So when and when everything got started, uh, Anthony told him about me, told him what kind of person I was, and no matter back for that, the record uh, speaks for itself, right? Yeah. You know? But not only that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Paul, we go way back. Oh yeah. You, oh yeah. You, we go back, man. When you first, I when know. I first got out, I don't know. And I don't you know. took me out to dinner, the steak. Know. I don't know, I don't and that's how it all got started. <laughs> that's how it really all got started. And you know, a lot of people don't know that you no, invited I, me to one of your fights, and, and, and you but dedicated. You know what? I don't. I don't. I don't need to. Uh, I know you don't boast that, about you know it. I mean? That's okay. I, but my, I want my them to know. Are my people, you know what I, mean? I want them to know. I want them to know. I, I want that, them to know because a lot of people don't understand your, the kindness of your heart. Mm, thank they don't you. understand the kindness of what your team is like. Mm. They just think that you just go out here mm. and a blabbermouth. It's mm. not like that. Mm, you know what I mean? 
the years you've been you've been the type of person man that's been on the down low. Okay. So I think you need you need your congratulations too. Oh, that's thanks, the reason why you. I have no problem with sharing it. Thank you know what I mean? Because you did the right thing for me. Thanks, and look now look at the outcome. <laughs> yeah, now look at the outcome. I got the man. WBC championship yeah, though. Uh, and well deserved, well earned. And we know what we, we kinda had a little road together because the fight that we're talking about is my rematch with Juan Diaz. You know, we had well me and my team had uh, uh had uh, Dewey out to Chicago. Was it Chicago? Chicago, Chicago yeah. yeah. For the for the rematch of Juan Diaz, and um, you know Dewey had just got out, and uh, we we had him as part of our team and whatnot. But then Dewey wasn't just ready to do that. Dewey said, "You know what? I want to have a I fight. I want to fight at least. I want to fight, bro. I need, I need to have a professional fight." I, I, he got his dream taken away of turning pro, or when when he was uh, uh, unjustly convicted of a crime, he didn't come in, and he had to spend all the years in jail. So he comes out and he said, "You know what? I don't, I don't just want to hang out at the fights. I want to have a fight." Yeah. So we end up fighting. He ends up yeah. fighting. He ends up getting a fight. Obviously. We fought on the same card. <laughs> we fought on the same card. It was on the, the first Chad Dawson and Bernard Hopkins yeah. fight, the one where uh, where uh, it ended in a no contest in Los Angeles at Staples Center. So it was like the the times into uh, our lives had inter kept inter intertwining, you know. So yes, we went, you know, we didn't mean for it to be on the same card. It just happened to happen that way, you know. Yes, that we wanted to fight on the same card. So and yeah, they ended up getting doing a tough ass. Yo, bitch, the fight. I'm yeah. like, that guy was dope. This guy. <laughs> yeah. I remember he was in the locker room. We were I'm watching. like, come on, dude. Come on. Dude. <laughs> oh, yo, this guy, bro, for a pro debut, this guy was durable, man. But do we. You, yeah. you put it on him, bro. Yeah, he, he, he wasn't quitting, though, man. Dewey had some of that shimmy, man. Yeah. man, yeah. man he, look, he looking half his age. But yeah, so, Dewey, man, it was by, fun. Yeah, fun. No it was 20. fun. It's we got fun. some fun memories. We even, even if I don't always see you, we see you on, uh, uh, from the outside looking doing at you, well. you know, doing well. Uh, um, you have your story coming out now? Dude, what's going on with that? Do you have your story? Your well, book? what's happening right now is um, a guy by the name of Shelton. Uh -huh. uh, we're supposed to meet Monday. That they, they, we're trying to get a, a documentary series okay. done on me. Cool, cool. You know? That's great. Um, so that's that's the beginning. I, I think this is something of, of a of a push forward. You ha you really can stay with Dewey because you're 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 uh, somebody who lived it. You're somebody who went through it unjustly, and you I'm sure you know that there's other people that are, that have gone through the same thing that you had to go through that maybe need that help. Maybe you know like yes. you know obviously we know about the Innocence Project that helped you. Uh, right. Shout to Josh Dubin as well. Dubin. But you know you can get can, continuing to open people's eyes to that. See if somebody like. You know, a regular person says it. People go, oh, yeah, it's not right. And somebody like you says it where, you know what, you went through it. And, yeah. you, and you actually had to come out of it and, and be a, 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 a citizen of society and, 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 and know that you can get yourself back in society and, and, and be legit and be, you know, be a, be a top-notch person that you are. You know, you, you stand up for these people as well. That's the, that's the thing people don't believe in these in these people that were un, unjustly, uh, unjustly uh, convicted. Because the thing is, until they actually prove it, and everybody's eyes, they're guilty. Meantime, they're not. Some of these guys are not, you know? I wore a shirt. <clears throat> I wore a shirt at, at a weigh-in for uh, one of his fights that said, Stop prosecutorial misconduct. Yeah. Uh, I've, I know a lot of people that have also been going through some stuff similar to, to yourself. Yeah. I, I've never been in it. I can't speak on it. But the least I could do is wear a shirt. You know what I'm saying? And uh, hopefully, like Paul said, coming... Right, raise awareness because it's happening and it continues to happen. Somebody like like Paul said, somebody like Dewey's been in there and then done it. I think you motivate someone who's in there right now, saying, "Man, I haven't done anything. Yeah, and I'm man. sitting right. here. You know, they see you. It's like, man, I maybe I can. I you can give hope, bro. I, I, you know what exactly. I mean? Think about somebody on the inside that. that's in I the position that. you were in at one time, and you think about somebody inside. They hear your story. They read up on your story and be like, man. This guy did it, you know. I can, yes, I can still believe in myself to get out of this place, you know. Yeah. So, so I, I think, uh, 
you're, it's exemplary, and this is why this WBC title today was was given to Dewey Bazella was well earned because it's exemplary not just for the people out here. The people out here, obviously, we understand and we respect the man that you are and the, and the fact that you came out and and, and came out in, in the position that you're in. But also the people on the inside, man. You know, the people you yeah. don't hear about, the people that don't, you don't people don't speak to, the people that you know don't have the the voice. The voice you know, right. I, I, they, you know what I would like, Paulie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my honest opinion is this. If they ever give me the chance where I can actually sit up there and talk about something, I would like for them to understand that, you know, like the average person that comes home that has been exonerated and the crime has been overturned and everything is going in their favor except one thing. They have nothing that that they're offering them. And, you know, what they need to do, they need to set up a system to where these, these men as well as the women you know, can have some type of uh, uh, fun set up for them so this way they don't have to suffer. Because what people don't understand is that, like, when you come out and you're exonerated, you're, like, off the map. Yeah. You don't even exist no more because yeah. you're, you you're don't no, have you're a skill set to take to work. You don't have But any not money. only that. No, but it's, not, it's, not, job, it's not really not even that. It's, it's the fact that uh, w- at least when you're on parole, you have, they can give you something. You know what I mean? So you say like, people get off, get on parole, off on parole, have some, they give them something. Like they saying, give, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. get anything. Right. Not, not one simple thing. So, so I just walked out with nothing. man getting nothing. Right. Guy after all like them a, years, after all them years, you know, there's no compensation, there's no nothing. It's like a file that's just deleted now. It's there you it, go. Done. Now, how the, hell do you, now right. how the hell do you exist and how the hell do you survive? You have no record. Of a you have century. no past. Yeah. What do you do? Especially if you didn't, you know, well, I did something with myself. I right. went and I got a, uh, my high school diploma. Right. I went and I got a bachelor's and a master's degree and 52 uh, certificates Character. with three trades. Wow. Character. You know, so I made sure that I, when I walked out the door, I said to myself, hold on, wait a minute, Dewey. You know, society don't owe you nothing. You owe society. So if you go out here thinking that society owes you something, brother, you ain't going to get a, a yeah. red single Man. brown penny. So yo, you gotta you gotta wake up and get something going for yourself right. because if you walk out here with nothing, and that's exemplary right there. If yeah. you didn't come out feeling entitled, then you had every right to feel entitled. So imagine everybody else out there. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people that feel entitled that shouldn't be. They should right. gotta go get up there and do it. You right. know what I'm saying? Like. If anybody had a right to feel entitled, it's somebody who served 26 right. fucking years in jail for something they didn't commit. You right. know what I mean? So so if you didn't come out feeling entitled and you understood the way life works, but it's really coming out about understanding the way life works. At the end of the day, life is going to give you nothing. Right. And I think yeah. you knew you that. Got, yeah, right. You, you got to earn it. You got to yep. earn it. And that's the reason why I love boxing, because boxing gave me that that uh, morals, obligation, responsibility, and discipline. Help me understand what I need to do as a human being. Staying rooted inside you, even from before. Staying rooted inside you, even from before and into the penitentiary and and all your years through it, man. That's amazing. It helped me me to truly understand what I need to do as a human being. Because I have no excuse. You know, the the, the main thing is if if you have an opportunity and you don't take it, who fault is it? What I realized, man, I said, y'all, I can't blame my mother, my father, my brothers, my sisters, my nieces, my nephews, nobody. Because, see, now I am totally aware Man, what you going to do with your life? Are you going to sit up here and cry and sit down like a worm in the middle of the road and everybody's walking all over you? Or are you going to get up and do something about it? 
to yeah. me. And that's what I realized. You make it sounds so simple, but people, people, <laughs> struggle, people struggle with that. And it is. Everybody has that little struggle, but you have to overcome. You but it's about choices. Yeah. It's about yeah. choices. It's Dewey made choices. Yeah. Dewey made choices. Well, instead of getting down on himself and, and feeling like, like he said, people owe him something, he said, I owe myself. You owed yeah. yourself, and you did it yourself, which is amazing. And congratulations. Thank you, man. What is, what is a, an average day for Dewey Bozello right now at home? What, what are you up to? I got a son, man. How old is your son now? <laughs> My son is two months old. Wow. You know, his name is Ethan Radar Bozella, you know, oh, and um, I, I'm, I'm very proud of him. I'm happy about that. <laughs> that Yo, keeps you busy in and of itself right man, there. Man, I love it, man. I love it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing volunteer work at a mixed martial art class. Awesome. Uh, and I'm also doing boxing with them and everything. Okay, cool. Uh, awesome. Then I, I, you know, um, I'm also doing volunteer work. I, I just, yesterday, I was supposed to have went to Port Dix to oh, do okay. a presentation. The, the military guys, yeah. Yeah, and I, I couldn't get there. But they're going to make another arrangement for me, so I want to do that. Okay, cool. You know, cool. And, you know, I, I go around, I do public speaking. Public speaking, you know, uh, telling yeah. your story, motivating yeah. people. Yeah, Important. you know, I deal, with seven, I deal with the seven major things that we deal with every day of our lives. Mm. What, and what are they? What would you do if you, number one is fear. What would you do if you didn't have fear? Because fear takes away hope and kills dreams. Mm. And then after you deal with your fear, what you got to do, you got to make a commitment. Commitment to what? That which is important to you. You can't blame nobody once you're aware of what's, what you need to do. Then after you make your commitment, you got to be what? Persistent. Persistence three. Persistent in what? In that which what you believe in. You know, you said something a little bit earlier that I, I totally believe in. The word choice. You know, so these three words right here is everything. And then number four is, is, is you got to deal with forgiveness. Forgiveness in what? Whatever it is, you know, that's bothering you inside your life. First, learn how to forgive yourself so you can learn how to forgive others. Because you don't know how to forgive yourself. How in the world are you going to forgive others? Yeah. And then number five, determination. Determination in what? That which, which you believe in. You see, I'm, I'm giving you no alternative. Everything falls back on you. You can't blame no one else for the way your life turns out. And that's what I realized about myself. I had to say to myself, okay, do it. What is it that you want to do with your life? And so these, these five principles dealing with the first five is what helped me to realize what I need to do. And then number six, right? Hope and faith. Hope and faith in what? That which what you believe in. And these are the you. Right. And then number seven, there's no way around it. You deal with this from the time that you're born until the time that you die. Struggle and conflict. Struggle life conflict. is about struggle and conflict. So you got fear, commitment, persistence, forgiveness, determination, hope and faith, and struggle and conflict. So I deal with them seven major things. These are the things that I feel that you deal with every single day of your life. Really and do. there's no way around it, one way or another. So that's what makes the person understand their responsibility, you know, of what they needed to do. And what is their character? What is their morals? What are their obligations? What is that what you believe in? What do you want out of life? What do you see yourself doing 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now? You know what I mean? Very a lot important. of people don't even think like that. They nah. just think one way. Oh, how I'm going to pay my next paycheck for the rent. For the moment. No, life is not about the moment. Life is about preparing yourself to move forward. Planning. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need to uh, you're right. I, I, remember, I remember somebody, uh, uh, I remember the, uh, I, w I watched a Chris Rock movie one time. It was called, uh, uh, I think I love my wife. But he was talking about choices, these same choices. There was a moment he talked about choices. And he goes, most people live their life, they say, do everything you can do because maybe tomorrow you're going to get hit by a bus and you won't be here. He goes, wrong. He goes, you're probably not going to get hit by a bus tomorrow. <laughs> and you're probably going to have to live the, the rest of your life with the choices you make today. So make sure you make the right choices. Because, you know, that whole you might get hit by a bus thing. You, you, yeah. I was like, he's right. Odds are you're not. You're not going to hit. So these yeah. choices you make, make sure they are 
choices that are helping you for the rest of your life and not just for the moment. Absolutely. And you're determined to continue to be persistent to get those goals and achieve those goals and maintain a certain Absolutely. life. A Absolutely. certain life that you want. Absolutely. I, I want to make sure, man, that things are a little bit better. That's all. That's all. Dude, he needs to be on a public speaking tour for sure. I yeah. mean, very motivational. No, he, doesn't. You know, he doesn't. He's doing that already. Yes, sir. All right, good. Well, obvious, it seems obvious. I'm sitting here. You might, you know, just I'm motivated. <laughs> thank God, because Pete needs it more than anyone. Yes. Well, Dewey, yo, we want to thank you for coming stop and dropping by the Magic Dewey. Hour, man. Thank you, Paul. Our pleasure thank always. You, always great to see you. Right. And uh, let's get. I'll see you tomorrow at the fights. Yes, man. sir. We'll see yes, you tomorrow sir. at the fights. We'll get to getting this way and going right now. This is the Magic Hour with Paulie Malinaji. All right, we're back now. That was uh, that was some win, huh? Wilder yeah. and, and Berman. I thought we were gonna come to blows. Best what do line, you think? What do you think? Best line Wilder had was said, uh, "Last time you were in the hospital, a few days. This time you're not getting out. You're <laughs> gonna <laughs> keep in a permanent hospital stay." That was kind of mean. But I tell you, uh, Berman said he's gonna crack his ribs, knock him out, break his jaw. It's gonna get it's gonna get pretty rough tomorrow. I gotta be honest. Like me and Pete were talking about it. He kept saying, "I'm not scared of you." He said it a little too many times. I yeah. thought it, was he trying to convince us or himself? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because Deontay. I mean, I don't think he's scared. scared. I, don't I don't think either, he's scared. But, like, but he said it too many times. Maybe, maybe because Deontay keeps saying he's scared of me or whatnot. It should, it should be an entertaining fight. Yeah. No, 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 no. Berman's not the kind of guy that's scared. Berman's nah. the kind of guy that comes to fight. He's like you said, when guy, you get on this level, he's the only guy that has gone him. the distance with Deontay. So I, I, that's what gets me excited tomorrow. You know, we will we'll get some rounds out of the fight tomorrow and see if uh, Deontay can consistently box the right way. Because well, Berman says he's going to make it a fight. If you so make it a fight, it's a, it's a Berman kind of fight then. Because you know, Deontay, you know, when things get kind of crazy, he starts flailing too much. You know, you know, Deontay's the kind of guy he doesn't need to be in that kind of fight because things get flailing. He can get gets himself caught. And Stavern stays calm. Yeah, Deontay's <laughs> the kind of guy that probably needs to keep it on the outside with a jab and a right hand and whatnot. And and you know, if Berman manages to turn it into a fight, it's it's going to be a situation where you know it's it may be advantageous to him. So we'll see. Is that the we, lightest Deontay's been? He was super light, man. Two twenty, right? What? This is a great fight. Which fight? What do we got? Oh, this is Molina versus Brazil. Oh, Molina Brazil's now. Yeah, well, it depends. I didn't on, even know. I didn't even know yeah. this was on the card. Yeah, and it dude. depends on it depends on if Molina, awesome. it depends on if Molina shows up. But Molina I felt like against Joshua to show up, but this fight otherwise, look at it face to face. Yeah, I mean these guys, these guys oh, both come to fight usually. This, this could be a fun fight. Be a great fight. If these guys come motivated, it's gonna be it's gonna be, be, be a fun fight. They both shown some toughness in their career when they do come to fight and when they do uh, show to show up motivated. No love lost between either of them. Obviously, and I like both guys. To be you know, honest, there's a couple. There's actually another good fight on the undercard too. There's uh, uh, Titus. Titus Williams versus uh, 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 um, Little Beehop. What's his real name? Little Beehop. Well, we all we all call you guys Little Beehop. We don't even know. You know, last name, name is Covington. No, is it yeah. Covington or something? Covington. Yeah. Right? Little yeah. Beehop. Everybody yeah. knows him as Little Beehop. Yeah, that's a nice little fight on this card too, bro. It's a nice, it's a nice card top to bottom. I'll be honest. Nice card top to bottom. So that's it. So we got our show this week, right? I mean, pretty much we got the show this week. No. We got, we, we, we got the. What is it? What? We, we got the show this week. No, that's it. I mean, what do we gonna do? We're gonna keep. Oh, 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 we got no. no we got, keep we, going. We got stuff to do. Oh, we, we got. got, we got guess. Chris Colbert. Is that the guy? Chris Colbert. Little Chris Colbert. Yes, Chris Colbert. I. I was way off. <laughs> Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> nice oh. accent, New Jersey. <laughs> it's a lovely accent. New Jersey. All right. So we'll uh, we'll keep waiting. Yeah. And don't uh, don't get bored on us, okay? Well, uh, I don't know. I felt like oh, he's a uh, Sean Porter Granados fight. Obviously, those guys weighed in. That's gonna be a tough fight, tough night for Granados. It looks like it seems like he's 
He just looks, small. He looks too small for me. One thing I noticed in the, in the Thurman fight was uh, with Porter, if you pick up your feet and then you stop, it's stop and pop, and then, or, and then go, you know what I'm saying? You got to move your feet, because Porter will chase you constantly. If you move your feet, the stop and pop, you can get, your, you can get all shots against Porter, you got to get back moving again, you can't stay in place, you can't just try to move your, your upper body with him, because he'll just, he'll just avalanche you. So, so what he needs to do, you need to have your legs moving a lot with Porter. You, when you're popping, you're popping. When you're not popping, you want to get your legs going, you know? Yeah, we, we got someone on the way here, it looks like. What do we got? I'll give you a hint. Only in America. Nah, don't tell me we're going to get Don King here. Yep, he's coming right here. This guy didn't want Mitch Rose, but he wants Don King, really. Wow. Only in America. Don't ever forget I can't believe we're going to do this right Don now. Don King is on the magic hour. Imagine this. All right. We got to get him talking about Mr. King. Uh, yes, sir. So, Don, what's how are you? Tell us how has camp been for Berman? Have you heard from Berman in camp? How is uh how uh, what what is what does the confidence feel like this time around? How is it going to be different than the first time? Well, the Berman before was an imposter. Imposter. You're meeting the real Berman tomorrow night. What made him an imposter? Was it was he sick? Was he going was he going through some things? It was a stranger. I don't know. I don't know what an imposter. They don't, they don't give me no interview to tell me what they're going to do. No. <laughs> that wasn't a guy that I know. But what about this time? What makes him different? Have you spoken to him this time and you see something different in his eyes? If you see something different in the way he's talking? What, ma what makes him more motivated this time around? I see the real Berman now. See, because the other one was a stand-in. Now you got the real man, so it's going to be a refreshing view to all the fantastic fans that are looking at it around the world. They would be shocked and amazed when they see this man take back his title that this imposter gave up for him. So, you know? so it, there's no stun doubles this time is what we're saying? No, no. You're, this time here is going to be it's going to be sweet. You're going to be a clean sweep. We're going to shock the world and we're going to bring heavyweight boxing back to the fore. You're going to bring it to Burns to Burn. Yes, yes, it's going to happen this time. Okay, so say arguments say Burns to Burn wins tomorrow night. What's the move? Do you make a third fight with Deontay? Do you chase Josh Anthony Joshua? What's the move? Not looking too far ahead, you know but you what? as a promoter, obviously. Well, no, what we're going to do is we're going to represent the people. You know, if Donald Trump can win the presidency, That's right. you know what I mean, by a shocking amazement with the will of the people, That's right. then we are going to win the heavyweight championship, reclaim that glory uh, by the will of the people and the physical prowess of Vermaine Stevane. Haiti will rise again. So that gives us an opportunity to demonstrate when the people believe and you have the will of the people, you can do anything. And so Berman is now asking God to forgive him for that imposter standing in for him. And he's going to represent the will of the people and bringing back this country for freedom, justice, so you, and equality for all Americans. So you're saying you're going to make boxing great again? Boxing is going to be made great again because <laughs> the country is going to be made great again. By Donald Trump, the Don't president of the United States, who they're trying to impeach right now. Don't they're trying to figure out all kinds of ways to impeach him. But, but we're not going to let it happen. That's right. We're not going to let it happen. That's right. We're not going to let it happen. We Americans got to stop and be proud for our founding principles. Liberty, freedom, justice, and equality. That's right. Hallelujah. Somehow we went. We went from Buck Berman to Donald Trump. Okay, back to Berman, though, Mr. King. Back to Berman. So... Equality. Back to Quality. righteousness when you say that. Back to <laughs> right. righteousness, righteousness and equality. Right. Right. Now we're going to deal with Berman. Right. Berman is to stand in for the Lord now. He's been right. Now, while I got you here, though, while I got you, I got to ask you, what's going on with Amiri Mom? Amiri Mom will be fighting on the 11th on the card with Bob M. Lonesome Bob. 
Won't some Bob got them to have a lot of companies when we come up on the 11th out there. November 11th. November 11th, now a week from today. Who's he fighting? He's fighting a guy named Garcia. Jesse, okay. Yeah, he's going right. to fight Garcia. And he's going to fight the Eliminator, or he's going to fight a title after that? They're fighting the title after that. The title will be against, uh, hopefully, they, it'll be Jose Ramirez. Okay. But if Jose Ramirez don't make it, then we have to go find another one. Okay. All because right. he's, the, he's, he's ready to stand in. Is Amir ready for next week's fight, then? Yes, Amir will be ready. He'll be ready. We're going to show the world what boxing should be, could be, would be, if you fight for the people, not for the TV, and not for mm -hmm. how much money you're going to get. When do we? When do you, what do you think around, just around about what time frame next year do you think Amir fights Ramirez for the title? Do you have a, a roundabout time frame? Well, like I said, Ramirez I, is a Bob Aaron fighter as well? Yes. Okay. As lonesome Bob is going to be even more lonesome. More <laughs> lonesome. You know what it's doing? And I'm, I'm checking with the, the president's schedule, Donald Trump, to see because I want him to be there when we make history in the making and make America great again and make right. boxing, boxing great again. All right. All right. All right. I like that. All right. All right. Give Amir and Mom a title. That's what I'm about, man. That I think is. Amir and Mom deserves a title. This is the magic, baby. This is the magic here. And this is the magic hour that you're on right now. magic hour is what I'm saying, baby. Yes, yes. All right. All right. So we're going to do it, man. And you heard it right here first and foremost on magic hour. You know what I mean? That's where miracles happen. For those who believe and have faith. It could be a transition that would be immortal. Thank you. You know God. what I mean? So, the magic out. Mr. King, my, my producer Seth here has a question. What is the best fight you've ever seen live in your career? Well, only the, the best fight I've seen live is when the people get a chance to stand up in the prod and say, when is the next one? They don't want to know nothing but when is the next one? And so, who brought that about was the legendary Muhammad Ali. You know what I mean? So, he, he, he rose against all odds, insurmountable odds, and difficulties. I made Donald Trump the Muhammad Ali of the politics because nobody liked him, nobody wanted to be there. It's, you know, if you took it with man, it would have been impossible. But with God, all things are possible. That's so that's, right. that's what they got. They got Trump. Now they don't know what to do with him. You know what I mean? They're trying to figure it all out. How can we get rid of him? So don't let him impeach him. That's right. Don't let him impeach him. We're not going to stand for that. The public is going to fight back. You know what I mean? And what we're going to do is have a president for all the people. That's right. Only in America. Don King. Only in America. All the magic. Thank you. Yeah, right here, the magic lies. Right here on the magic hour. All right. Man, I love magic. Boom. Thank you, Don. All right. So that was uh, that was Don King. Yes, sir. We have, uh, was, uh, was, our, was our most recent guest. I, we've had that went out. We had Blue Bazella today. We had Cindy Serrano. We had it. Don King. <laughs> Ma, I made it. If you're listening, Ma, <laughs> Don King was just on our show and said that he's going to make boxing great again and America's going to be great again. I it's one of the happiest days of my life. That. <laughs> Brian! <laughs> All right, so that was. I don't even. I don't even know how. What do you, how do you make an encore to that? I, I don't even. No, you I don't even know where. You can't. Where do you go from Donald, there? You know? Don King, unless you had Donald Trump. I, I didn't wrap know, up the show. I didn't know Don was so shy. You know? yeah. Not for nothing. Listen, go forget about all the history. He brought back Eighty-six the years old. The guy is sharp as a whip. 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 Yeah. Like he's witty. He's whip. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes. It's amazing. Oh, Phil, get in, get in. Jump in. We're jumping in Phil LaGreco. Standing Phil sensation. Star of the culinary fighter. The culinary fighter. Welterweight contender. Junior middleweight. Junior middleweight contender. Junior middleweight. Yeah, he's nowhere near welterweight right now. What's going on? What's going on, Phil? 
Not a whole lot, bro. Not a whole lot. What, what, you just got in. You look like you just woke up, bro. <laughs> we went from Don King to you. What no, wait a minute. Wait you gotta keep it. You gotta, no, keep, no, okay. gotta keep it alive. I'm, Don King out of alive right now. Okay, let's talk about. Let's go. This weekend, big fight. Big fight. If Deontay Wilder does not knock out Stavern, where does he stand? Regarding his reputation. What do you mean he doesn't knock him out? Nobody knocks out Stavern. What do you mean he stand? But he has to knock him out. Oh, come on. <laughs> he he didn't knock him out the first piece. He knocked out the first He hurt him bad. He did hurt him yeah, bad. He did. He, he did, did hurt him bad. Stavern is tough. He, yeah, Stavern yeah, is tough, what man. Stavern goes round. He doesn't Stavern. beat the shit out of Stavern properly, the way he should. Right, he's supposed to is do better the than that. with Joshua as irrelevant? I don't know. I don't know. As long as he wins. Joshua didn't look great last week, As long as he wins, this fight with Joshua is still going to happen. The Joshua looked great last week. Joshua was gas. He yeah. looked very gassed. I mean, he looked a little bit uh, befuddled at times, you know, but the fight was never at risk. You know, he, he controlled things, but, you know, I, I thought he was a little bit confused in spots. You know, he didn't know how to break, break to calm down the way he wanted to. But, you know, he, he did what he had to do. I don't think the fight was ever in jeopardy. So, you know, you give credit to, you give credit to Josh. What's going on? Oh, oh, we got a fight. Oh, oh, we got a fight. Oh, fight between Titus and, and uh, Little B-Hop. Welcome to Brooklyn Boxing. I know both those kids up there. And man. there's a left, there's a right. And this, this is the fight. Want, I don't want both This is fight. the fight that everybody, that everybody. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Brooklyn. <laughs> welcome to Brooklyn, that's right. There's some scraps going on up there. Security's getting involved. Hey, what's, what, what? Oh, Pete, don't go up there, Pete. No, sit down. Don't go up there, Pete. Oh. What do we got? Oh, we want to make down. sure nobody's scrapping over here, you know? Yeah, want to make sure. All right, Pete, oh, pop, pop, I want to talk pop. to you. Have you been watching the culinary fighter? Of course. It's great. I saw you have Mikey Garcia on. Can Who else have us, you had? Can you tell us what this is? Oh, I don't it, even know. This is my producer, Seth. Explain Explain the whole layout. And he's my producer. Oh, that's the producer. Oh, that producer for the culinary fighter. Talk to me. Where is we are. I was on an episode of this. Let him. Let him Phil talk about it. All right. Where can I see this? Uh, you can see. Oh, well, he can. He can. He can give you better, better, better assessment. Wait, so you're the culinary fighter, but you don't know where I can see this. He's the producer. He knows ah! all the shows. Tell it's on YouTube right now. Tell obviously, him what the base is. Okay, exactly. here's how it started. You and I, five, six years ago, we were in Vegas, and I posted a video. Of us eating uh, dinner. Remember that, that for the Times Association Nation? Yeah. No. So then he sees it and he goes, "Hey, man, you could put a, you, you could do a show out of the, out of this." I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "If you let me produce it properly, you could have a nice show out of this. There's nothing like it in the boxing scene." So we started it, and we started exactly ten weeks ago. It's on YouTube, and now we're getting TV offers of being broadcasted in uh, season two on TV. Awesome. We're closing. Well, that's what we're talking about. We're closing a deal with a network which he knows is going to be distributed over 30 million homes. Does it rhyme with dude? Huh? <laughs> so guys, if you're listening right now, go on YouTube and subscribe to the Culinary Fighter. I guarantee you those episodes are going to be, are very epic and they're very fun to watch. Nice. And if you want to critique, you can also. But tell, tell my producer basically, what's the point of the show? What do you do? Okay, here's the problem. There is no good content in boxing. The, the content, the content yeah. sucks. Let's be honest. Except for this podcast. Let's be honest with each other. Okay? Except, Except for our podcast. podcast. The con but video content is we terrible. We did just have Don King on, though, Phil. Huh? We did just have Don King on. No, no. The content, video content. Yeah. Video. <laughs> you got to get Don King on Culinary Fighter. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be I gotta good. Get, I got to get him, actually. I talked to him. I'm trying to get... 
That's so a good that, idea. Tomorrow, I actually, have your paisan Lou Bell on the corner, if I don't. Well, Don King is the character. I know, I know. <laughs> so, we're actually going to, what's the restaurant called? Boccaccini restaurant. We're over here? Yeah. Was it Chinese food? No, it's <laughs> <laughs> So, is it kosher? The reason why I think, you know, there's no good content in boxing. So, you know, people with their iPhones interviewing fighters. How do you interview a million dollar fighter with an iPhone and put it on YouTube? It doesn't look good, in my opinion. You don't see hockey players, football players, baseball players doing these interviews with these $200 cameras. That's so, true. he came to me and goes, I like what, what I saw you and Polly guys were eating. We could do a show out of this. At first, I'm like, oh, let me think about it. He goes, look, what do you got to lose? Right. <laughs> so, and it's going pretty good. So, well, who have you had on aside from Paulie? Uh, okay, so we started with Paulie. Then we had TMT, security guards, Jesse Vargas, Mikey Garcia, Kid Chocolate yesterday. Oh, nice. Tomorrow we got, uh, what do we got? We, got a promo we, need, we need a promoter, so we're going to get Luda Bella. I wanted to get Don King. Yesterday we had Sam Watson, Jim Gray. Oh, you're gonna get Mauricio Suleiman too. And actually, huh? Mauricio Suleiman too. Yeah, I'm getting Mauricio Suleiman. So I want to travel after. I'm That's gonna go good. to Mexico. I want to go to Europe. I know you got contacts in uh, England, so I want to get uh, some England, England, English. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's great for England, right? And there's Italian restaurants in England too, so it's perfect. Yeah. So they actually speak Italian in England. The Italian. And actually, you know what? I would love to have another dinner with you, but especially you, Pete. <laughs> a nice piatto, big meal, big bella piatto di pasta. <laughs> you talk about boxing because we always agree to disagree. Yes. Manja, manja. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to say Phil, it in a loving Phil, sense. Phil, Phil and I always have like these conversations. I remember a bunch of times he's been training camp in Vegas and they're like three hours behind. So I'm still up hanging out, drinking wine. And, and he's texting me about who's the best fighters of all time and this and that. And we go back and forth. Um, was it, how's Al? Who? Al. <laughs> <laughs> You man out, my buddy. He's like 85 years old. He's 85. Wow. He remembers every fighter ever. If you're 85 years old, you probably met every fighter ever. <laughs> oh, he's, he's like nice. an old. He's, he's a real old school Jake guy. Lamada. He's doing that back in the day. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace. Good. So where's this airing? Like where is this air? Huh? Uh, CBS, um, NBC, ABC, Fox, CNN, MSNBC. That's awesome. All right. No, we were, we're the Magic Hour podcast. iTunes. I, I gotta download it. Yeah, I gotta start on, downloading it. Man. You did not. He didn't to the I know show. that he's got a podcast, but Paul, he never. Paul's embarrassed of us. He doesn't want anybody to listen to the show. Oh Come on. my god! No, I know that he's very good. I know a lot of people listen to it. So now, and I'm gonna be. We need more people to listen to it. That's what we need. Ma perché non lo facciamo anche in italiano? Per i nostri amici italiani, cazzo. They're gonna listen and they we do it in Italian. Who's gonna listen? We need Italians first to 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 actually be interested in boxing before they listen to us. Yeah, exactly. It's bad. It's all, yeah. If you go to Italy and do the show, what are you going to have? You got to have like uh, the Italian amateurs there because they're more known than the Italian pros. Yeah. It's, it's bad, bad, man. If you're going to do a show in Italy, you better have some soccer soccer players on if you want somebody to pay attention to it. Yeah, that's for sure, man. All right, cool. Awesome. All right, why don't you wrap it up, Paul? All right, we're going to wrap this up. And why don't you wrap it up without yawning? Well, I'm trying, but I gotta, I gotta get to my meeting before you guys are gonna get me fired for my Showtime job. All right, we're gonna. This is this been this episode of the Magic Hour. We don't even count the episodes anymore. I don't even know what episode it's we're up 77, to. Seventy-seven thousand. Yeah, I know. 
Anyway. I say goodbye. As, uh, All right, guys. Over, over and out. My over man, Phil LaGreco, the culinary fighter. Get on YouTube. We hope you guys enjoy our, our weigh-in podcast because we have all the characters on for these. Yeah, it, it, gets a little, yeah, it gets a little crazy, but it's supposed to well, be. We have Dewey Bazzella on. We don't rehearse Don it. King on no, here. We don't rehearse it, though. It's because Nothing we, we, just do it on, we, do it, we do it on the fly. We do it on the fly. Nah, it's because we do it on the fly. What's up, Phil? You like to say we shoot from the hip? Shoot from the hip, yeah. Oh, good one, Pete. Which fighter are you excited the most about today? today? Last question. The one that says, you know what? The, kid, the kids that almost started fighting right here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they got me excited. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have one that I'm really particularly excited about. I'm excited about the sport of boxing as a whole. I think he's having a lot of good fights, and, and it excites me. I, I would be doing this service if I just picked one, honestly. Honestly. All right, we'll be back for next week. I All think. right, guys. We'll stop eating. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Stop, stop. eating, guys. Yeah. Over and out.